Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? You just tuned into Comedy Film Nerds episode 487. I'm getting closer. Tick, tick, tick. It's closer to 600, 600. the final episode, December 12th. Yep, we're wrapping it up after 10 years. Now, after, if somebody's just coming into listening, they're probably thinking, how are they going to do over 100 episodes by December 12th? (laughs) Well, we have 99 spoiler apps. So, uh, so it will be um, it will be at least six hundred. We should probably call it the at least six hundred. The at episode. least six hundred, because <laughs> there's probably a good six to half a dozen to a dozen unnumbered episodes that we released over the years. Okay, and there's also a couple paid episodes we. Yeah, we there's did. some paid yeah. episodes mm-hmm. we released. So it's gonna be over six hundred. Way mm-hmm. over. Yeah, we're just calling it our six hundredth and final episode. It's a good number. Yeah, nice and round. There's a Coca-Cola six hundred NASCAR event. Yeah, six hundred's good. Yeah, five hundred's like, oh, we get it. Five hundred people have done that before. Six hundred. Yeah. Yeah, we did want to name it after the NASCAR. I think as much. That's your target audience. We know this. NASCAR and Coke is really... That's really... Yeah. That's our you got to go out playing Ricky Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Stroker Ace or whatever. Six-pack Kenny Loggins. Uh, Kenny Rogers, rather. Stroker Ace. Wow, you know, you know every NASCAR movie. I'm surprised that just came to me in this moment. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't think anyone in 10 years of doing this show has ever mentioned Stroker Ace. Stroker no. Ace, man. We'd, we'd remember that. I would remember yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, what about Six-pack, though, with Kenny Rogers? That's a really And Dolly movie. Parton? Yeah. I, I, uh, I, is she in that one? I can't remember if Dolly Parton is in that one. Um, uh, but I actually remember that one with the kids in the pit Yes, crew. the kids. Mm-hmm. Are, yeah, that's mm-hmm. the six kids is a six mm-hmm. pack. And he's a NASCAR driver. It's a good movie. It's a good, like a fun little kid movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, returning guest John Reap is here. Thank you, guys. Um, you have a podcast on the All Things Comedy Network. I certainly do. Right now it's called Fried. And we've done 107 or 108 episodes. You do that with Sarah Tiana. I started with Sarah Tiana. Right. And then we were too busy. Ships passing sure. in the night couldn't get together. So I just do it by myself um, in Hickory. I actually got my friends on there now, as, uh, as and they all have their own little segment. I got a buddy named Mark Hunt, and uh, he's pretty poor. And he shops at Goodwill. So we do a segment called Goodwill Hunting, where nice. he goes to a Goodwill and he buys an item, and I'll buy an item, and we'll exchange it on the show. And he has no idea what I'm getting him, and he doesn't know what I'm getting, uh, it, vice versa. Uh, we do small town news. We do a thing called uh, Me Me. We do a thing called uh, John's Journal, where I actually kept a journal when I was in high school. And um, I found it when I moved back home. And it's weird to see how your brain worked when right, you were 18, right. 17 years old. Mm-hmm. And I read The Day in the Life of, and then, you know, we go over that. And sometimes I wrote poetry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I want to hear some what, of that high school poetry. What heartbroken yeah. teenager hasn't? Yeah. Oh, I, I could blame the girl, too. <laughs> yeah. I do. Her, her name is Dawn Eisenhower. Wow. Well, way to go, Dawn. <laughs> well, now I want to hear the poem. So. Well, there's many. There's many poems. Are you uh, going to release these or publish them? Or there, what, I, well, what I've done on the podcast is I will I will read one. And some of the poetry is not finished because... Will this they, be a new series on Amazon Prime? I hope so. <laughs> do we like it? Is it good enough? Yeah. Yay! Um, well, I'll, I'll read the poem. And then, like, it, it runs out because I, I don't finish a lot of them because... Uh, the, you know, it was like a, a, a pre-class uh, assignment the teacher made everyone write for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then 10 minutes, you got to put the pencil down no matter what. So a lot of times I didn't finish these poems. Uh, and I would read them on the podcast and have the listeners finish them. I'm like, oh. you write in, you finish it, and I'll read the best one. 
on oh, podcasts. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or sometimes I would finish it now as a 47-year-old brain <laughs> talking to oh. my 18-year-old self. But nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fun. One of them was about fire drills. Mm-hmm. I had one about <laughs> recess. fist fights, <laughs> recess. Um, one was about just me and my buddy Andrew Killian. It's, it's mm-hmm. random, dumb stuff, but um, yeah, it's a fun segment. That's mm-hmm. really cool, man. I have some old journals from like high school and college, and I, I, I'm a little afraid to go back and read. Yeah, them. yeah, but it's I'm weird. Sure. Like, well, when I found, I, I didn't expect to discover this. I was moved. I moved back into my, the room I grew up in, so I just moved back to Hickory, North Carolina, and so I'm moving stuff around, and I found like a huge bin of all these journals. I'm like, oh my! I spent like two hours just going through them, like laughing, crying. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's a nice little time capsule, you know. You oh, should yeah. read some of your old ones. Yeah. I'm it's, afraid mine are just going to be too angry. Or just like manifesto-y. I don't yeah. know. But then you could talk to yourself like, what was the 18-year-old thinking as opposed to you mm-hmm. now? You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's fun. Mm-hmm. That so, would be cool. That would be a cool thing to And we do compare. have, my, my mom does movie reviews. Uh, so On I the have, show? Yes. Oh, that's great. Her name is Betty, and we call mm-hmm. it Betty Boo's Movie Reviews. And I took her to see Joker. And she's a 70-year-old, 72-year-old lady who, and I didn't tell her what she was going to go see. I said, "You're going to go see it's a it's a you know it's a comic book movie. It's about the Joker. You remember Batman, Robin, the Joker? That's all she knew. She had no idea what <laughs> wow. she was actually going to see. Condemnation of yeah. a collapsing capitalism right. and untreated <laughs> mental illness, depression. But yes, <laughs> she had no idea. And she goes, "I thought it was going to be a cartoon." <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting ask, to hear her like point it? of view in it. She at first did not like it because it was sad. It made her sad. She mm. had a brother who had mental illness uh-huh. who got picked on a lot. And we have a lot in common with this film. I live with my mother. The Joker lived with his mother. The Joker was a comedian. I'm a comedian. You know? And I've, I had this vision in my head that my mom must have thought when I left Hickory for the first time to go live in Los Angeles – that my life was going to be like what uh, the Joker's was in Gotham, this gigantic city oh, right. where he's just getting, it's nasty and people are killing each other on subways and he's trying to make a living. It's garbage in the he's streets. He's getting yeah. beat up all the time. <laughs> Giant rats. Uh, yeah. I must have, she must have thought that's what it was actually mm-hmm. like for me. So uh, it was an interesting uh, conversation we had on the podcast about that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's really cool. I loved it. I thought it was a great movie. That's a fantastic yeah, yeah. film. Yeah. It's a fantastic um, film. All right, well, you know, I think we should start since um, John has actually seen Zombieland, and so have you. We should start with that movie. Because, okay. Uh, um, and now I was excited to see this movie. I haven't seen it yet. Uh-huh. So uh, how ten years later, is the magic still there? That's what I was going <laughs> to ask you. How long was it before? It's been ten years. Ten years. So, all right, John, did you like the first one? Well, I didn't watch all of the first one. Um, I don't do a lot of zombie stuff. You know, like okay. for whatever reason, it never appealed to me. Mm-hmm. And I think it started with The Walking Dead Turn- because I got really into um, that TV show called Lost. Right. And I invested a lot of time <laughs> into Lost. And then I waited at the end and I'm like, are you kidding me? That's how we're ending this. And I was upset. I'm like, well, all of this was a waste of time. In my brain, this is what I thought. Then I see that The Walking Dead's coming You weren't out. the only one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, but now I also realize the journey is all of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did I like the ride? Of course I did. Well, who cares how it ended? But anyway, yeah. <laughs> that was me then. So now I'm thinking, I see The Walking Dead, episode one. The dude wakes up in a hospital. Sure. He doesn't know what's going on. 
And in the back of my brain, I'm thinking, we're never going to find out. And I'm going to be so pissed off <laughs> with this series finale. So I've always been, uh, I guess for that reason, I don't like zombie stuff. Or it didn't appeal to me. I get it. And I don't know the rules for zombies. Does well, each movie get to make up their own rules about what they are? There is an overall view of zombies. And then each one kind of has its own specific rules. Right. For it. Yeah, yeah. And I think some of them like, and we've had some some zombie purists on this show who are like, Zo- true zombies are only the walking dead like they, okay. they come out of the graves reanimated like animated corpses yes, yes right and then and they they're only uh, they only want to eat brains right mm-hmm. right so this new incarnation walking dead and some mm-hmm. other zombie landing is is the usually like 28 days was this of yeah. the like virus Right. There's some yes. kind of crazy virus. Okay. I mean, it, it actually started with the Resident Evil games. It right. was a, yeah. a pharmaceutical company generated this virus that okay. uh, they were going to use as a bioweapon. And then it, it, you know what's weird when you generate a bioweapon? And uh, it, it tends to get out of hand. Yeah, it tends happen. to get loose. Yeah. And uh, uh, so, but that's what it was where the, um, you know, these technically, these zombies weren't dead yeah. they were just um they or were sick human yeah. beings who were given they looked they're mentally ill and their 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 brain is not working properly and they, yeah and yeah. then they play with the mythology of like well no they die and then the virus resurrects them like then that's okay. like walking dead is where it is somebody who's dead but then the virus goes into the the uh brain stem and reanimates the okay. body um so then it's all it's all one... no, it, none of it matters john no no so. that's fine <laughs> I, I just I, I want to be able to know when, when I'm watching something yeah. like mm-hmm. what are the rules in case you break them then I can hate you yeah um, but if they're not no rules then that's cool yeah um, but I just didn't know and I know that in this so I didn't see the first one mm-hmm. I saw bits and pieces right and um, I love Woody Harrelson um, I love Emma Stone um, I can get on board with a fun zombie thing you know shoot them up it's a fun little it's fu- and it was funny. I'm talking about the first one. And now, it was this funny. Is, uh, this is the only zombie movie that all four leads in the film has been, have been nominated for Academy Awards. Wow. So. <laughs> well, I will tell you another thing. For whatever reason, Jesse Eisenberg gets on my nerves. <laughs> yeah, I got I don't, it. I've never been sold. The only thing I really liked him in was the uh, movie about Facebook. Social Network. Yes. Right. And he was, I thought he was perfect for that because he played kind of a prick. Mm-hmm. I can see him doing well. Just who as Jeff Zuckerberg a, is. Jeff as, Zuckerberg literally just did an interview on Fox News where he's, he doesn't like all of Bernie Sanders' anti-taxing billionaires. He's not happy with billionaires having to pay taxes okay so he's a dick yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's weird that he would come down on that side yeah, it's weird. yeah. <laughs> i know well that's what jesse looks like to me is like a guy who would no matter what we're doing in the in a moment um would always be correcting me mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, jesse, like, i'm just kidding just calm yeah, down yeah. he's like well technically yeah technically shut the fuck up mm-hmm. so i don't know forever he gets on my nerves i think he would be a good uh robot in a movie mm-hmm. or like a good uh, Star Trek like a Vulcan I feel like he'd be a good Vulcan mm-hmm. but anytime he's trying to be funny I'm not on I don't I'm not I, 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 so when I saw the first one and I saw that mm-hmm. he was in it I'm like uh, there's got to be other things on TV I can watch so I didn't watch all of the first one now mm-hmm. this one you guys asked me to go see I, I actually thought it was really cool um I don't want to get ahead of anything, though. But uh, well, yeah, don't, no spoilers. Don't, no spoilers yeah, yeah, no, I'm, but you can I'm get just some backing overall. Off now, but yeah. I did see it and I enjoyed it. 
Okay. And then I'll, I'll let you, you guys so go, you, and then I'll know what to say after. <laughs> no, there's no <laughs> wrong How far answers. I can go. How far mm. I can go. Is right. Yeah. yeah, we don't give I'm up, not like, spoiling anything. Ending the, yeah. an ending or anything. Like, yeah. we don't want to give up that. But, like, little moments we can talk about. But we knew in the first one, Bill Murray was in the first one. Yes. Okay. I liked it a little nod to in this one. That was cool. Okay. That, that was cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I, here's, here, was, here was my thinking. So I really liked the first one. Okay. So I, I probably had bigger expectations of this sequel than you did. Okay. Um, which might have been why I didn't like it as much. Okay. Oh, okay. Because I, and I think too, it's part of the problems of this film are when Walking Dead came out, mm-hmm. 28 Days Walking Dead, I, would lo- I loved this like zombie resurgence and showing mm-hmm. the different versions of them. Yeah. And so when this movie came out, it was the first sort of zombie comedy. Right. Right? Everything else was very serious. It yeah. was the end of, it was apocalypse. And so this movie... Did Warm I Bodies think, come out at the same time? Warm Bodies? That's the one where the kid fell in love? I think, came out a couple years later. I think that's in between, yeah. in between. this one and that one. But, yeah. Yeah. but I think Shaun of the Dead might have been first. Shaun of the Dead was, yeah, a good, funny... Yeah. Uh, okay, so, but you liked that it was a comedy about zombies. Yeah, and it, yeah. And it, and it did some sort of some funny moments of like they're in the zombie apocalypse but are still sort of having regular pre-apocalyptic issues yeah. you know mm-hmm. that was sort of, sort of part of its comedy uh-huh. that i like so now here we are 10 years later they've been surviving for 10 years and that movie picks up sort of a year or two into the apocalypse so everybody's still a little fresh and dealing with it this is 10 years later right they they have, so screen time it's the same as the act, time between the films yes ten, it's ten years it. yes okay. it is ten years because yeah. the little girl is now eighteen or nineteen right right so right. so they and they and they talk about it. and the dynamic and and Emma Stone and 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 Jesse Eisenberg are, are uh, a couple and but it just I got a little it, that joke of we're going to argue about petty regular things in the middle of this apocalypse it, it got so old for me so quick because mm-hmm. you've already seen I've it. seen it and now, mm-hmm. now there's moments there's moments in the movie where I laughed out loud yeah mm-hmm. there's some funny moments in the movie um, the new girl the new girl was great there's yeah. there's a joke in there where she's talking about this new app or technology yes that I won't say specifically what mm-hmm. it is right. but it's something that has changed like yeah. for, and and everyone in back then is like, oh come on, that's ridiculous. Like it's a funny joke because mm-hmm. it's a thing that happened between the two movies, mm-hmm. um, and so that was funny. Yep. I, I, I like the new girl was funny, but then like, and I really like Rosario Dawson and Luke Wilson. By then, I was sort of like getting a little bored and annoyed because I was like, there was just too many. Like they wouldn't, that wouldn't happen. They wouldn't be like they are still fending for their lives on a daily basis like Mm -hmm. this is having to find survival and i just wanted a little more it got too goofball-y for me not not enough i know it's gonna sound weird not enough uh, reality based yeah because (laughs) zombie yeah i know what you mean you know what i mean like it's like you still are are trying to survive in this crazy world it's too relaxed in a way yes yeah it's being uh kind of promoted and all sequels get promoted this way they're like oh it's Bigger, bloodier, yeah. bad—you know—all of those things. It's not the same screenwriters. Um, so, what about the um, the rules? In the first one, um, they 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 have a set of rules right. that I guess Eisenberg creates or something, and Woody Harrelson goes along with or something. 
Um, but I, I, that must have been a part of the first one. That wasn't. It, that's part of the thing too. Like, yeah. so if you didn't see the first one, then maybe the rule thing in this one was probably funny or cool. Or uh, yeah, it's interesting. They throw it up on the, the graphics and how they do that and everything. They was did a lot of that in the first one. Was they the, did that. So that's like okay, we get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's some recycled bits. It feels like a little. Yeah. Well, bit. that's the that's the thing. Going into this, we talked about comedy sequels that have some time between them are usually better mm-hmm. than when they just churn out for a money grab. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Like the first one was a blockbuster, so let's just crank the second one out. This felt like they turned this movie around in 18 months after mm-hmm. the first one. Right, even though it I felt like it should have had more, I don't know, I, I wanted it to be a little more interesting and, 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 and the first one was still grounded in the reality of, they created this world, they're living in a post-apocalyptic zombie nightmare, so we'll keep it ground in that reality, and we'll do some jokes and be a little yeah. out there, but we're still going to keep it grounded in reality. This one felt like we're just sort of abandoning it after a while. I don't know. I was, I guess, because my expectations were so high, it mm, really hurt yeah. the film. I guess that's what helped me is right. like, uh, not really having not, uh, a dog in the fight, and then mm-hmm. just walking in and seeing like, all right, let's go in here, have some popcorn, and have fun. What? Um, and, and it's good for that. It's it. Is. And it's the 90. girl, yeah. the new girl, um, at in the when she first came on the screen, uh, in, the, in the first three, two minutes or whatever, I was like. Please kill her. Right. <laughs> Please. But then over that time, I got calculated. like, oh, really? Yeah. She's funny. <laughs> yes. She, she had she some had funny some really, She kind of stole it in a weird way. There was some, absolutely. There's a couple, one of the laugh out, one of the laugh out loud lines was she's like, oh my God, is that your sister? Like when Emma Stone, <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. Yeah. And there yeah. were funny moments like that. I think I just. Well, was it, was it a, um, the same mix of like comedy and horror where it was like, or did it go like more over the top in either direction? Like, well, I, don't, I think it, it probably went more comedy this time. Yeah. Maybe. Not horror. I didn't, I never, I never felt scared or worried. Right. And I think or, like, that's grossed out by the gore or anything like I, that. There was some, there was some of that, you know, killing zombies is always gory. Yeah. But I think that was the, you know, in the first one. One of the things that was so funny and kept it rooted in the world mm-hmm. was they're showing them killing zombies in the beginning. They show Girl Scouts. Right. They show all these funny <laughs> yeah. because it's like normally it's you can't kill a little girl. Right. You can't. Yeah. But if it's a zombie, you it's can. a zombie. You can. Mm-hmm. So it was like that was where I'm talking about. It was grounded in the reality of if a zombie virus were to hit. Mm-hmm. You would have to kill Girl Scouts. Right. You would have to kill a nice senior citizen, yeah, like, you know, right. like a, a puppy or whatever the mm. thing. So yeah. so that was the funny uh-huh. part of it where this one kind of went too too much with the comedy okay. mm. and not enough in the reality of... Because that was still the, re, the... The reality in the first one was they still had to survive mm-hmm. and they couldn't take risks. I mean, like... And all of that, like, where are we going to eat? How are we going to survive? All those realities of an apocalypse where there's societies collapsed. Right. And so that should help motivate. I never saw them eat in this film one time. Yeah, no. Or be worried about where they're getting food. The zombies or the people? The people. The people. The people. Okay. Yeah. Never worried. Yeah. That's part of it where I was like, I just needed a little. Yeah. And you And if you're writing a smart, funny script, that helps. That's your, that's your motivation yeah. for the character. Half the Walking Dead TV series is them looking for canned goods. Yes. <laughs> right. And I didn't see any of that. None of them. I mean, they were mostly looking for a new vehicle. 
right um, to get to another place mm-hmm. and then they argued about that um, so much arguing but I, there was a lot yeah a lot of, a lot of like passive aggressive arguing too which is okay well that's what's going to happen in the apocalypse is uh, <laughs> well, you know, a lot of passive well, aggressive well, yeah, yeah. when we have <laughs> yeah. when every day is a, yeah, so is a fight for survival everyone's sarcastic yeah. in this <laughs> apocalypse time <laughs> you can't be straightforward um, there is a, another scene I was confused about and I don't know if I can bring it up without spoiling it um, where they're looking for a certain vehicle and they find it and it seemed like it could have been a trap. Oh, yeah, the, the RV? Now, was that because that it, they explained there's different kinds of zombies now in the very right. beginning? Right. Now, I don't know, in the first one, if they said they're labeled the different kind of zombies. In this one, they label new zombies. Which, that was interesting. So yeah. in the first mm-hmm. one, it was just zombies. Right. And this one... 10 years later, which is, this was, this was a thing that I liked and I wish they would have spent more time with Yeah, of like, there's three, there's, they've, some of the zombies have evolved right. and there's this new type of zombie that can outthink you. Right. And I was like, oh great. You just told me, great. This is where we're going. Like something this, to look forward to. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yes. we're going to find this right, and, right. and where are they going? Yeah. And there's this one hippie kid they find and he yeah. talks about a like hippie utopia. I'm like, well, that's cool. Yeah. Because that's the thing with The Walking Dead that was always mm-hmm. interesting is they find these new little, because little worlds and enclaves would be created. Yes. Some of them would be evil. Some yeah. of them would be right. good. Sure. Yeah. So do this sort of comedic version of that. Right. But and no was, one would like outsiders. Yeah, <laughs> and it, and, but they but spent I too much right. time bitching about finding a car and this other nonsense where it's like, that would have been more interesting of and like... They went uh, more in depth about the different type of zombies and how they advanced and, and actually see them do some pretty cool stuff. Yes. Which didn't... What, uh, what enough of that. I agree. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like, you showed me the funny zombie kills in the first one. Right. Mm-hmm. Now show me these evolved zombies. Like, in the very beginning... It's a very, it's a very video game tactic. Yes. Like, it's, uh, okay, well, all right, you got through the zombies. Now there's a boss zombie. Yes. Then you shoot through stuff <laughs> well, like that. Well, <laughs> when they just... In the very beginning of the movie, they showed the three different types of zombies. They called mm-hmm. the Homer zombie, which is stupid, right. which was funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is Homer Simpson. It's right? like a dumb zombie. Right. He chases mm-hmm. a butterfly and kills himself yeah. by accident. Mm-hmm. And then there's the ones that are sort of your standard zombies. I forget what they call them, but then they... Well, one was a ninja... Can I say? Yeah, ninja zombie. Yeah. Right. So yeah. so they were secretive. And then one, they showed the one that was evolving. Yeah. And the way this zombie evolves... Right. That was a cool scene. Awesome. I love that scene. I didn't see... I didn't know what they were going to do. Um, in that moment when the, the zombie was the smart one was chasing the guy and the door shut. Right. I didn't know exactly what how she was going to but that that was a cool scene. That I was a cool it. scene yeah. and and that's in the very beginning. And how this female zombie figures out this door was like oh yeah. awesome. And yeah. that to me set the tone yeah. like all right, yeah. here, here we go. We go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like give me this storyline of finding these new higher end zombies or that that's the new threat or whatever, or maybe they came from somewhere. Give me some cool storyline, and then have the jokes as we follow that plot. You, but it, you know mm-hmm. what this sounds like? Multiple writers, multiple drafts, where somebody put in something cool, then it mm-hmm. got taken out or not explored later because yeah. it was another draft. That's yeah. what it feels like. Yeah, it, that, that I haven't was, seen it yet, but from what you're saying, it's... That was the thing. And again, the difference between John and I, I'm comparing it against this movie that I right. saw 10 years ago that I was really expecting. If you yeah. just, if you, I think if you're... If you don't know much about these movies and you just want to go in, it is 90 minutes of fun. Just, yeah, and just, that's another thing. It wasn't too long. Right. It was a good night. I didn't feel like I didn't get enough or too much of it. I thought, oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I had a good time. I, I laughed. 
you know, uh, I was entertained. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the uh, the nod to Murray, which I didn't I didn't know that in the first one. But now I want to go watch the first right. one because I did enjoy this one. So I might actually go do that. <laughs> Just like I'd be curious to know one. what you think of the second one after you've seen, seen the. Film. Yeah, okay, that'd be interesting. Now, uh, without giving any spoilers, are they setting it up for a Zombieland trilogy, or is this the end? Um, or if it makes well, money, there's room for another. It's movie. well, there's, <laughs> always, there's, there's always room. If there's another. Yeah. yeah, it's possible. Yes, but you know anything can happen. Mm. So it's possible. I mean, I guess it depends on how well this one does. I mm. mean, how well is it doing in the box office? That's right a now? great question. I, I mean, will, are they? Uh, uh, I will look that. I up. know Joker's been killing it, and then after that, uh, what's the second one? Apparently, right now? it hasn't done that great. It had a forty-two million dollar budget, and so far, cumulative worldwide gross as of October twentieth is thirty-two million. And that's a modest budget. Yeah, I not, didn't know, you know there was this much demand for a sequel to the first one. Well, you know, so I was surprised that it came out. I'm like, oh, okay, every year we doing the, this again. Okay. Every year the demand goes down a little, and by ten years, it's like, well, we've already kind of seen so much zombie stuff and mm-hmm. even funny stuff. It's you wonder, like, uh, um, well, this is like for people that. Uh, so here's here's uh-huh. why there was a sequel. The mm-hmm. first one had a budget of twenty three million, so mm-hmm. it's kind of a low budgety comedy, mm-hmm. and it did a hundred million dollars worldwide. Okay. Well, it's unusual then the sequel would take that long to make, but they said everyone was busy, like because the actors, you know, again, oh, they Academy were, Award winning actors. That's but, true. Uh, they were all blowing up. So, so yeah, I, I mean, it's I think it's the kind of thing that. Um, um, if you like the first one, you might find some stuff to like, even if you don't think it measures up. But uh, but it's it's interesting we're talking about expectations because that's kind of the issues I had with this next movie. All right, let's, talk about, let's talk about. I didn't know anything about this. One. I saw Parasite and I really wanted to see it because we've we've heard we've heard nothing but amazing things. Yes. Best film of the year. All the things, like you know um, all these great. When um, we've talked a lot extensively yeah. on the show about how good the Korean. F- Films yes. like Korea has been churning out just amazing movies lately. And, okay. and uh, Boon Joon Ho, if I'm saying his name properly, he's made some crazy, weird, genre-driven movies. Like he did The Host, which basically starts with like uh, a monster coming on shore and like mm. uh, you know attacking people, and then Snowpiercer, which was even crazier. About uh, I think it was based on a graphic novel where um, it's a train this is where the last population of earth is it's on a train that circles the globe okay and each car is a different class like the poor people are in the back of the train and the rich people are in the front Mm -hmm. and you can't if you're poor you can't go towards the front of the train but um, that's host yeah (laughs) no that's um snow piercer uh host is just a a a korean monster movie but what was crazy about him is when he made Snowpiercer, he shot his, to his edit, which means that if there were 100 editors working on that movie, there's no coverage. They would come up with the same exact film. Like, he literally shot every only what he needed on oh, every single shot and okay. scene, which oh, wow. is very ballsy and yeah. insane for a director. So, um, Real quick, I want to say this. This movie, mm-hmm. uh, according to IMDb, is in, in the United States has only done under about $2 million. Yeah. Worldwide, $93 million. Huge. Whoa. It's huge in Korea right now, this this film. So I, I can see why. Subtitled. Uh, it is subtitled. Okay. And uh, it is a story about class. But here's the problem. The problem is the marketing for this movie. When we saw this um, movie and uh, the trailer, perfect trailer, 
a little like it didn't give a lot of information away. It, it definitely was a story about class, like um, a poor kid gets hired to be a rich kid's tutor, mm-hmm. uh, but he does it under kind of like false pretenses, like he doesn't really have all this experience. And then it goes from there. But then all these weird cards come up in the film. It's like parasite is one thing, but it turns into another. Like all these weird kind of things, like uh, like you're expecting this giant twist and like this craziness. Like they were promoting it like it was um, uh, Cloverfield where, you know, oh, it's a party where people are, you yeah. know, letting, uh, you know, saying goodbye to a friend who's moving overseas. And like, and then a giant monster attacks right. New York. Like that's how they're setting up for like this crazy twist and, you know, the change of this yeah. film. The tagline on IMDb is misplaced familyhood. Wow, that doesn't even <laughs> make that? any sense. Uh, well, someone needs um, a yeah. better interpreter. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> something I think might be. Translation, yeah, man. yeah. Something was yeah. definitely off on IMDb's yeah. um, translator wow. bot. Uh, so, this because it also does the film a disservice because this film doesn't go off and veer off in some crazy direction. It doesn't do that. That's what was so infuriating because I was waiting for this crazy moment that's going to change this film and blow it all up and it never happened. Mm. What it does is it twists and it builds and it gets weirder and, uh, you know, a little creepier as it goes along. But there was never this giant like, oh my God, this is not even the same movie I was watching. No, it is. And it's more credit to the filmmaker that he knew how to build that and keep it all in the same lane. And that's how it's being promoted as a really cool, interesting drama about class that does go off the rails towards the end. But you you would expect it to. It's not some crazy like monster vampire shows up at the end. Right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they should, I mean, maybe it would help if they promoted the fact that he uh, edited or shot it the way that he did like it, 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 maybe it's a gimmick but it's a it's, yeah. it's something to talk about to get eyeballs on it and go like oh that's interesting mm-hmm. let's see how this plays out yeah yeah i don't and know i might like, actually be interested to find you know to watch it knowing that yeah i mean cuz that's how he did snowpiercer i don't know if he did it exactly on this one but the the way his i will say this his directing style and technique and his storytelling is what all great filmmakers are is very specific to him mm-hmm. like when you watch a film like oh that's you could tell the director by right. the his, his fingerprints are all over every frame and every sequence and even directing the actors um and it's interesting he said that uh um he they chose a tutor because he said that sadly the job is the only way that families from two extreme ends of the class spectrum in modern day south korea can cross their paths convincingly in the story arc and i was thinking well, what about housekeeper there was already a housekeeper in the house so the only <laughs> other way was to come in was a uh, was a tutor, tutor right um huh. so uh, but it was it was like a uh, i'm trying to just compare it to another film Romeo like and it Juliet. yeah <laughs> it was uh, it was almost like a um, a mix of like a thriller crime drama class struggle um you know there was a little bit of Quentin Tarantino in there but but it wasn't it wasn't anything crazy and like completely out of left field and that's the way it's being promoted which is a disservice to the film and the filmmaker because Mm. he actually has a very coherent vision throughout the entire film so it kind of short um um kind of gives him I wonder how much of that though is Chris is because obviously we're dealing with like some different some cultural differences yes so Mm -hmm. like this movie, I'm guessing one of the reasons it's done so well in Korea is because it's touching on the serious class issue, issues. Yes. Like we, every society understands 
the haves and the have-nots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure this is very specific in yeah. Korea. That's probably an issue. It's probably being talked about socially and politically. Right. You know, you've seen slums in Korea and in Asia mm-hmm. in many different movies. But when they get into this rich Korean house, I was like, oh, my God, I've I've never seen houses like that even in L.A. Right. <laughs> you wow. know, that it's that level of rich. Okay. Not like, you know, rich for like a, a poor part of the country. It's rich for anywhere this okay. is rich for like, like you know the arab yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly and no one mm-hmm. and how those two mm-hmm. those two sections would never meet each other hang out right. interact with each other so that mm-hmm. i wonder then if it's that just some cultural stuff got lost in the translation mm-hmm. and or the american distributor going just make fans of host think it's going to yeah. be that again. That, that's what really it felt like. It felt like it was a distinctive, um, a specific marketing decision of like, oh, how are we going to, we need a hook. How are we going to yeah. hook these people in without telling them the actual story? <laughs> that's too bad because uh, I, I bet you the director did not like that choice. He probably didn't. I be, wonder why, how, yeah. how, he, how he would have chose to promote it. Yeah. You know, like, in, in fact, it makes me want to see, it, it must be online somewhere, the original like Korean trailers. There has like to what be. They, what they, Ooh, what they look like. Um, so it, it's, a, um, it's a solid drama. It is a good film. It's being mis, um, uh, mispromoted. It isn't this amazing, game-changing, like... Um, fantastic film and, and I, I tell that because i want people to not go in these with these crazy expectations that the marketing is is giving it and also social media go in knowing it's a really solid interesting drama that um does build and and go a little crazy towards the end for sure but even you know maybe it's because we've seen so many movies we, we would we like you watching this movie you're you're in your head you're going to be going uh, well, I kind of know what direction this is going to go. <laughs> and, uh, um, well, but you said there's a little Quentin Tarantino in There's there. definitely oh, is, a little bit there, in there, too. Is that because of there's some crazy uh, violent fighting going on? There is, but it's okay. also more of like, um, like, like uh, how can I describe it? More of like uh, situational mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino type stuff mm-hmm. where, you know, st- uh, confined, closed area with you're not sure what's going to happen with mm-hmm. all of these people with. Um, different agendas and different things that okay. uh, they're they're going for. So there's a lot of that, which is is very interesting. Um, but I really felt like, oh, is this kind of like a little bit like Slumdog Millionaire? Like uh, okay. by the time I saw Slumdog Millionaire, it was so overhyped that when I actually saw it, I was like, I don't think this movie was as, as wow. good at all of that. But uh, I had the exact so, same experience with Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah. I went in there because another movie I wanted to see was sold out. Mm-hmm. And I was already there. Walked in a slumdog. Yep. I'm like, I had no expectations. And mm-hmm. I walked away going like, that's the best movie I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and that's yeah. that's the best way. Because yeah. so I want people, because I want people to see and enjoy this film. And I want I want them to expecting something else or going with some crazy high expectations. So um, temper and moderate everything. And you will enjoy this film for All sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Where can what people, is this in the theaters? It's in the theaters, or? but it's a, uh, it's a limited release right now. Okay. So it may not be well, playing near you, but, uh, you'll be able to see gonna it. It's going to be on, I would imagine it's going to be on VOD soon for sure. if it isn't already. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like even I'm looking at the, uh, um, um, the genres and it's like comedy, drama, thriller. Not a lot of comedy in the film. Like I, I, oh. I swear just to get like um, that comedy um, 
keyword in any kind of film mm-hmm. um, description, it's like one person says something funny. Yeah, you know, that's no, not like, Oh, no, fair. it's a comedy. It's a comedy. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that. As a comedian, <laughs> yeah. I'm against yeah. that. Yeah. Yes. It's I not, think we should yeah. be able yeah. to decide yeah. if it's a comedy. Yeah, exactly. Yes. 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 We Let, give the don't write book. that in there until it's been out for a year. Yeah. Then you, we'll tell you what it is. You can have funny people in a drama. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's okay. It doesn't make it a comedy film. And that's going to be hard if you're actually going for a comedy. Uh, you know, a, a Korean film, and then the subtitles, you know, a lot will be lost in translation. Right. That right. does happen. Yep. So maybe some of the jokes just went over our heads, you know, and yeah. a lot of films like that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's a fair point. And it's interesting, too, to see, like, um, every once in a while, a translation is way off. Yeah. Like, some word is like, you know, it should be boat, and then it's house or something mm-hmm. like that, you know. It changes everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every <laughs> once in a while, you see one of those in the translation, but for the most part, it's pretty clean. All That's right. good. All right. Um, so, good deal. All right. We got some Patreon sponsors, Graham. Folks, go to um, patreon.com slash comedy film nerds and support what we're doing. You'll be getting uh, your rewards through December, and then, yes. when, then we shut everything down. Two more chances to support. Uh, Johnny Ruland's got some short horror stories for sale. The first is called The Shell, and it's a Lovecraftian tale about a neighborhood that loses power and becomes victim to an unknown monster. The second is called She, about a high school held under the dark spell of an evil cult leader. There are only 99 cents on Amazon Kindle, and you check them out at happyhorrorshowproductions.com and clicking the Buy Short Stories tab. And find Fanboy Planet's a website and podcast for all things geeky and amazing. Check out Fanboy Planet for your comic news, movie news, TV news, and amazing interviews with industry insiders and artists. Fanboyplanet.com. And Coffee Over Suicide, a dramedy podcast about mental illness and choosing life over death, one cup of coffee at a time. New episodes every Friday and Wednesday, wherever podcasts are found. Find out more at coffeeoversuicide.com. That's coffeeoversuicide.com. And Alice Frazier, co-host of the Bugle podcast and host of Tea with Alice, brings you a series of three genre-bending solo stand-up shows that explore the boundary between comedy and tragedy. Uh, they were recorded back-to-back as a three-hour show at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival with a binaural microphone, which creates an intensely immersive listening experience. Go to alicefraser.com with an S, alicefraser.com. And the Art Podcast with Rebecca Evans, now celebrating one year of the show at the Art Sunset Jam, Saturday, October 26th. That's this Saturday. Details at theartpodcast.com. It will be in Santa Monica. And uh, Tony McFay. Oh, and also, uh, she'll be giving away some cool uh, uh, gift bags to uh, fans that are going to be there. And there'll be uh, a little bit of a CFN swag in there. there some you signed go. DVDs. <laughs> you guys will get some cool stuff if you go down. Uh, and it'll be a great show, too. So, Antonio McFadden's 14th book is a gritty Australian noir, The Murder of Jeremy Brooks. It's small town Australian PI Dan McGuinness against corporate greed and corruption. A Sydney surgeon hires Dan to find her husband's killer. The cops think it was a mugging gun bad. She thinks it was a hit. More info at TonyMcFadden.net slash JB. TonyMcFadden.net slash JB. And from Andy Bowman, every week in the Geek 101 podcast, Ariel and Andy get together to discuss, critique, review, and sometimes bicker about the latest in geek news and pop culture. Become a listener and join the conversation by listening to the Geek 101 podcast wherever you download your podcasts. And Jerome Sullivan is a screenwriter, and he's calling on all the studios to check out jcsscreenplays.com, jcsscreenplays.com. He has synopsises on um, completed movie and TV scripts, including a murder mystery, sci-fi action thriller, coming-of-age musical, a horror, rom-com, and more. Visit jcsscreenplays.com. All right, Graham. What? It was quite the trailer evening yesterday. Oh, yeah. It was a big trailer evening. It was a big trailer evening. I know of one that was awesome. 
there were two big ones that dropped uh, yesterday. One slightly more famous than the other. Um, Let's do that one first. Yes, this is Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. Yes, come on! You're I'm so very excited. Very excited. And it's uh, usually when the trailer comes out. Does that mean the movie's out a year later? No. Nah. Like, when is this one coming out? It's What's coming it? out in December. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. But this, uh, oddly enough, it's coincided with the exact day the tickets were going on sale. And they've already made like millions of dollars in tickets. Feeling. The force brought together. We're not alone. Good people will fight if we lead them. People keep telling me they know me. No one does. Taking one last look, sir, at my friends. If a robot could cry right now, that would be the best. Confronting fear is the destiny of a Jedi. Your destiny. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, I yeah. love the visuals here. That the ocean, the uh, yeah, the really ice cool. planet, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, just the 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 uh, visually mm-hmm. that looks um, that trailer looks amazing. Yep. And they say that I'm fight. all in anyway. I'm all in. I'm, I'm in. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready <laughs> to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You just tell me Star Wars. There's a new Star Wars movie. I'm in. Yeah. 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 Don't you? Yeah. I, I do think though, like. I, I feel like this is going to be good. Um, some people are very critical of anything Star Wars, you know, and I, I'm always like, just let it play out. I'm not going to mm-hmm. go look at the old books or whatever. I'm just going to let this play out and enjoy it for what it is. But I'm also enjoying all these other side movies that are happening. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I'm okay. I'm ready for this one to peacefully go, peace, we're out. Yep. Enjoy mm-hmm. the rest of the the, the, uh, the sideways that are, you know, the yeah. other ones that are this coming out. This is number out. nine now. This is nine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm not like saying get on out of here. I'm going like, mm-hmm. I can't wait to see how you're going to mm-hmm. retire, you know, mm-hmm. or yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it go out. Wrap it up. Yeah. It's like a pro athlete on a retirement tour. Yeah. Right. Gets a standing ovation at all the road games. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and it, but it's also good. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's like, good. Oh, he's still, if he wanted to still play, he could. Yeah, yeah. could, but no. 
Yep. He's hit his peak. Mm-hmm. This is it. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I, yeah, this is great. And yeah, um, I can't wait. The only way we would do one extra episode <laughs> is if some fans paid for us to go to Australia again, this, which go. is what we did four years ago. So if, oh. if you guys want one extra episode, just kick in somewhere in the neighborhood of you know five grand or so, and Chris and I will fly to Australia and oh, do a, our final spoiler up. Six episode six oh one. Why Australia again? They get it. Um, 36 hours ahead of the rest oh, of the world. Oh, interesting. So the last Star Wars movie, the one from 2015 or 2016, 2015, uh-huh. um, the, 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 the first new one in 30 years when that came out with Harrison yeah. Ford oh, and everybody, yeah, yeah. we went to Australia because um, a, a guy who's on the show a lot, Steel Saunders, is Australian. He's the, one of the biggest Star Wars fans anyone's ever known. Well, I don't yeah. even think he's going to be in Australia no, for this. No, So we went because they... Our movies come out on Fridays. Their movies come out on Thursdays. So it was a Wednesday midnight screening. Oh, 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 man. So we literally flew to Australia and landed there that day. Oh, wow. Took naps and then went to a midnight yeah. screening. Oh, no, did TV, too. Did a TV did, interview. Did Australian oh, okay. TV. Yeah. Interviewed us like, who are these insane? Mm-hmm. What a crazy trip. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. And then did a spoiler app at a bar at 3 in the morning oh, in front of a live audience. Yeah. Wow. It was that's bad. So that's, crazy I mean, that's that's and cool. fun. Yeah, <laughs> and both Chris and I said, "I think this is for a younger person to do." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe this podcast. I can when, guarantee when you I reach said it. Six hundred. <laughs> you guys need a trailer like this. Yes. yes. <laughs> for your podcast, it's like you know what. They've been great. It's, uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's like that athlete making his tour. <laughs> you know, whatever. Someone wants to edit together a cool <laughs> yeah. 10-year trailer. That would be cool. We'll play it at the final episode. Yeah. When is, was the last one? Was it a, two years? I mean, they've been coming out every two years. Every two yes. years. Yes. yes. And then the one, the year in between has been a different... Yeah, the side they, story. Um, yeah. The the plan was every Christmas was going to be a Star Wars movie. Yeah. It was going to be um, the trilogy, side story, trilogy, side story, trilogy. But it didn't quite work out that way. They, they messed with it a little bit. And, okay. then, uh, and now Star Wars is going to be taking yeah, a break. Because two years ago was the the Last Jedi mm-hmm. with Mar- when Mark Hamill came back. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and now we just hear his voiceover throughout this. Yeah. Oh, he has to be a force ghost in this. I'd yeah, be very surprised yes, if we would Well, I, I, I have questions about how that ended. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he just disappeared. We don't know exactly. Mm-hmm. Did pulled an Obi-Wan? I think, I think he Obi-Wan'd it. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to see his ghost. You think we obi Yeah, maybe, maybe he just went somewhere else. You know, yeah. I, I don't know what the rules again are, you know, 100% <laughs> with the force. I think he'll just show up the way Obi-Wan did, is this glowing yeah. thing in the yeah, force. Yeah, he probably will, mm-hmm. yeah. Going from a different point of view. <laughs> <Yeah>. just get, <laughs> just keep using the force. Yeah. I've said so it a thousand Now the whole times. family's here. Yeah. So, yeah, because, you know, that force ghost you have, Darth Vader was there, too. Right? So, That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, all right, this next one, um, you know, before we play it, I want to mention this. It was trying to mirror the success of the Star Wars trailer, where it's like they did the same thing. Well, teaser here, it's going to come live. It's going to be on a live sporting event if you really want to see it. It's Vin Diesel. Like, they're really trying to promote it. And honestly, I think it may have worked because this trailer has 3.6 million views on yes. it. Yes. Oh, interesting. <laughs> So this is Bloodshot, a new comic book character played by Vin Diesel, based on the, I think it's a Valiant comic. And initiate sequence. Gina, I'm home. Memories are made of this. What is this place? 
I'm sorry to be the one to tell you this, but you got yourself killed at RST. We'd rebuild the most important assets in the US military. Soldiers like yourself. You're the first who we've successfully managed to bring back, but improved, enhanced. With the technology in your veins, you have an army inside you that will not only make you stronger, it will heal you instantly. Holy shit. Now tell me, do you remember anything? Where are you going? I've got unfinished business. I'm gonna find the man who murdered my wife and now, kill him. Keep in mind, there's it's full of cliches right now, but here's what I liked. Pay attention to what happens next. Say again? Uh, it's got a lot of revenge okay. cliches, oh, okay, okay. but it goes right, somewhere interesting. Down. And initiate sequence. Okay, who is the next target for elimination? Oh, wow. <laughs> Tell me, do you remember anything? Do I know you guys? I don't think so. <laughs> I've been manipulating you. What you think is real. Sometimes ain't. And initiate sequence. It takes the comic book revenge fantasy and turns it on its ear. You can't control me forever. Sure about that? Revenge is what makes a man like you exceptional. Nothing about men like me. That is absolutely fantastic. I feel like I just heard this. Are they playing this on repeat? All right. That looks mm -hmm. pretty damn cool. Dude, yeah, yeah. I love the fact that they because if because right before that moment, I'm like, okay, I've yeah, seen, I've seen it. this a yeah, hundred times before. Go yeah, get revenge, and he's mm -hmm. mad. And then there was like, oh, dude, yeah. they program him to mm -hmm. want to revenge on different people. That's right. awesome. Mm -hmm. That's great. That opens up a whole. And they did a good thing. They didn't show us the whole movie. No. So you just mm -hmm. go, okay, I got the setup, mm -hmm. and now what I what I need to see in the theater is how does this right. play right. out? How does mm -hmm. he beat get out of their cycle? Because they can shut him down at any right. moment. Like. Mm -hmm. Who and what? what is their motive behind this? Who is he really? We don't know any mm -hmm. of that stuff, which makes this a great trailer. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, I, I don't normally like Vin Diesel. Right. But right. I will see this movie. Yep. Despite yeah. Vin Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because that trailer looked pretty dang cool. It looked like a combination of a lot of stuff, a lot of things, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like RoboCop a little bit, but yeah. it's military. Yes. A little mm -hmm. RoboCop where they... they uh, the, the, guy, the cop died, and they brought him back, and then, but he still wanted to avenge uh, the murder of uh, his partner, or whoever, mm -hmm. or whatever. So there's a little bit of that. That's Guy and Pierce, he, right? Yeah, Guy Pierce. And he plays, you know, I never thought he'd play such a great little kind of slimy businessman, but he's played it a bunch of times. Oh, yeah, he's, he's a it. great, yeah. like, corporate villain. Was oh, that yeah. the bald guy that uh, Guy the, Pierce, uh, which one is that? Guy Pierce is the guy with the, the glasses, guy with glasses who's telling him, we just reprogrammed yeah. oh, the guy oh, in the suit. Mm -hmm. That's Guy Pierce. <laughs> Yeah, so I saw a little bit of RoboCop, a little bit of um, 
Oh God, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on the movie where you could build things. Uh, God, the Inception, Lego movie? maybe, or was it Inception? I'm the Lego movie. The Lego. Movie? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that, that, that's it. There's a lot of Lego <laughs> elements, Chris. It's fantastic. <laughs> well, it's, it looked like the, the landscape was coming down around him. One at Inception. One yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. That's why I was thinking that mm-hmm. one. But I could work at Legos as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, that 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 little that little hint at that is again what makes this a good trailer is because it's like. Oh, so we're not going to know what's real and what isn't. Right. Right. Which mm. could, if they do that correct, if they do it too much and well, I'm confused, it's dumb. Right. But if you do it enough to where it's like, where it's a oh, mystery. It's a mystery yeah. and mm-hmm. then he solves it. That I, I, I would like to know at the end of the film, though. Yeah. <laughs> yes. By then, like, yeah. I'd like it cleared up. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. want to walk out of going like, <laughs> I guess that well then maybe this you know I, I like to I like it being wrapped up you know? if it ends with a oh, it was all just a dream yeah. I'm gonna be furious <laughs> right yeah but that looked pretty cool I, I, I can see why yeah. I got so many hits you said yeah, three yeah. million or something mm-hmm. that's yep alright and uh okay well and... when I saw the title I was thinking I thought it said blood sport oh, right. oh a right. remake yeah <laughs> I was like okay that was Jean-Claude Van Damme yeah, yeah. that was his movie that yeah. was his breakout <laughs> yeah. yeah based on a true story but this mm. is cool Bloodshot and I like that the, uh, the technology is the the uh, nano robots that yeah. yes. the blood and can like heal him you and, and he make said him stronger and forget stuff too mm-hmm. oh, that was a little bit of Total Recall in that as well. yes a little Total Recall mm-hmm. in yeah. there mm-hmm. yeah little hint of Terminator so, maybe I guess yeah. the question is are you going to take your mom to see this film i might <laughs> i mean that's the next the, i i don't know what the next one's gonna be but mm-hmm. i like taking her something she normally wouldn't go see right and she wouldn't normally go see this she's not, she's, i feel like there are better <laughs> options though of things for what me about to choose the, now, for now, her since mm-hmm. you love the star wars movies would yeah. you would you take your mom to this i would movie? and uh, we've been doing that oh it's she loves a family them. thing where we go like because it's always around christmas yeah and everybody's in town you know whatever the whole family's in town so it's easy to do that one so it's just what we've kind of chosen but um, I'll do that one. Uh, but but that one's not. I want to get one that she normally wouldn't see. That's like either too gross or too sexually graphic or mm-hmm. something that's very uncomfortable for her. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this looks like it's just going to be fun. Right. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah, me too. And uh, again, I have the same reaction you guys did. I want to see it despite Vin Diesel. So, <laughs> oh, good. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy. Yeah. I, I'm not the only one who feels that way. Oh no. Okay, mm-hmm. good. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, like the talks to uh, yes. he's he's in a tank top mumbling. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I wonder if they gave him like those, he can see in the dark like Riddick. If they, yeah. uh, they can oh, do the. Right. <laughs> you know, I liked him best in Saving Private Ryan. Right. That was a when while he got ago, killed. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> he so, doesn't survive D-Day. Yeah. We um and we have the store closeout is going on, and also the last comedy film nerd show on December twelfth. That is the uh, Dynasty Typewriter at the Hayworth Theater. It's going to be a great show. Lots of guests, and uh, also a nice reception at the end for all you guys. Yeah, it's going to be a, like a, mm-hmm. a two and a half hour show. Any, you know, we we're, we're inviting uh, guests who've been on the show. John, if you happen to be in town oh. on the twelfth and want to pop in for a couple minutes, like, we're just trying to get as many of the fun okay. guests we've had on the show. If I'm here, I'm there. Um, yeah, it's a, go to dynastytypewriter.com or gramelwood.com for tickets because uh, it'll you know there's a good chance it might sell out. So uh, and then we're having a big party afterwards just to celebrate the ten years of this and, and doing the show. And so it'll be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And if you're good at making trailers. 
please yes. make us make a, make a trailer mm-hmm. like please the do. end of a trilogy for yes. these guys. Mm-hmm. Yes. We'll play yeah, it. You've got YouTube mm-hmm. clips. Yeah, we'll mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we can yeah, put yeah. stuff together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put some music behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, the end of an era. Yeah. yeah, we have very talented fans. I'm sure somebody uh, could put oh, it together. Oh yeah. man, you guys, mm-hmm. come on. So seriously, that. you want to do it? Email info at comedyfilmnerds.com. We'd love to have it. Yeah, we'll sure. play it at the final yeah. show. Oh man, and, that'd uh, be awesome. So, um, and also, like we said, the store is closing out. We do have uh, still a bunch of stuff left, and if you do a loot crate between now. And uh, the end of this month, because you'll need two months um, Patreon sponsorship to get it. Um, that Those are still available. Check that out. And also, um, we're going to be closing it probably about December 15th. So any orders by then, they will ship out. You'll get them in plenty of time for Christmas. But then we'll be shutting the store down about December 15th. And DVD and Blu-ray, Graham, only one, uh, The Lion King. All right. Um, this movie I was guess. horrible. Horrible. <laughs> this remake. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. yeah, terrible. And, uh, Are you serious? It was one of those movies that as a, um, oh. um, as a te- technologically advanced, it was a marvel. It, like yeah. I've never seen anything that looked anything sure. like this between the animals, the fur, the movements of everything. It looked, it looked spectacular. Um, but you're just watching the same exact movie that you already saw years ago. And then even Elton John is like, they ruined the music. because, And they did. He's right. Because what they do is in this, you know, ridiculous attempt to, like, make it new or different, all they do is, like, you know, change the arrangements on these classic songs. And, like, well, no, there's a reason these classic songs are arranged the way they are. Right. You know, you're changing it just to change it, which does nothing to improve it. Right. And so. if you're just going to carbon copy the first yeah. one, why make this change? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I remember us asking, like, well, do, you know, do, do you, should you even get paid to direct this movie? It's the exact same <laughs> movie. Uh, so, um, yeah. But, okay, let's just, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Let's pretend there's a, a human being who's never seen the first one. Right. And they see this one. Mm-hmm. Will, it, will that matter? It won't matter because they haven't seen the first one. Will they still like it? Well, it's the exact same movie except a um, but so the, but a poorer version of it, <laughs> just but more technologically advanced. I think they would still enjoy it for sure. Yeah. Just because um, the storyline, it's a good story. Yeah, the first yeah. one was fine. I liked yeah. it. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It's epic. Um, mm-hmm. So if you didn't see the first one, and, and this is your first one, it's okay. But yeah. the music's a little weak. <laughs> yeah, it's for sure. Like if you then you, it, it would most likely it would, what it would do is it would make you seek out the first one. Okay. And go, you know what? Let me see uh, what was so great about the first one that they wanted to make another one. And then you go, oh, yeah, this this one's better. Who's doing the voiceover? Same people? Different people? It was all different people with the exception of James Earl Jones. They had him cross over and do this um, the new one. But then everyone else was different. But then that was another problem. They were all doing impressions of, like, the original actors. Oh, okay. So, like, oh, well, these are now just knockoff voices, oh. even though they're famous people of, like, the original cast that we mm-hmm. had before. So... But you know these are all these money these movies are money grabs. The the exception was Jungle Book, and I would like to see more movies like that if they're going to redo things. So I'm hoping um, we get more of those and less of these. Yes. So um, premiering this week, Black and Blue. Now, are you familiar with this? I film? saw the trailer mm-hmm. when I went to see Zombieland Two, mm-hmm. and it looked pretty interesting. I'd like to. I I want to I want to see what other people think about this. I, mm-hmm. I don't know where they're gonna go. I feel like uh, I feel like they have an agenda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know we'll we'll see what happens. It's um, definitely a uh, oh wow, it's getting killed on uh, the. On well, did you think a little wise. bit of Training Day in this? Yeah, but I also felt like it was more interested in like um, 
shoving in social um, yeah. issues rather than telling a story. Like, in which is a mistake. You got to do it the other way. You got to tell a good story and then the mm -hmm. social issues sneak in underneath. Well, this hasn't come out yet, right? Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, from what the trailer looked like, yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, I don't know. I, yeah. I feel like, but you know, again, we've talked about this many times. It could be the way the trailer was edited. Right. You know, this could be a brilliant film. We're not sure. But I also just looked at the numbers for uh -huh. the original, the uh, initial reviews and. Good. Low. Okay. <laughs> so, All right. But so I don't know. This one's a. This one's a maybe. Uh, this one I'll, I'll. I'll take. I'll take my mom to this. One. Yeah. <laughs> and see how uncomfortable yeah. she is the and, whole time. And the, we'll uh, be the only two white people in yeah. the <laughs> And the next movie is Countdown. And this is another one of these, you know, dumb, low-budget, you know, horror knockoff movies with, like, a, 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 a <gasps> oh, dumb premise right. that, you know, is just, like, like just connect horror to social media in some way. Right. That's all. <laughs> and we'll yeah. have another horror movie. Um, so, I, I and it's really, that's all it is. So, the, you know, these movies have, I'm going to guess, now I haven't, this for sure. This is about four or five million dollar budget, maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see what it is. So it's an app that you can download on your phone yeah, that counts down your death day, right? Yeah, it's yeah. So it's it's like a little pieces of all these different. Uh, Tom Segura's in so. this. Oh, is he? Yeah. Or, no budget is listed as of now. Okay. But I would imagine it's it's, it's 10, in that area. Ten million. At <laughs> yeah. the most, maybe. Okay. Oh, it's probably less. Uh, but well, yeah, I was it's watching a, the trailer. More killer, more killer apps. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure how. I thought it might be that like that film, uh, Final Destination. Yeah, uh huh. Where we find out the unique ways of you people. You see a dying. lot of movies, John, for someone without a movie podcast. I'm impressed. Well, I do. I work one hour, not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever. I don't go to a lot of mm -hmm. premieres or whatever, mm -hmm. or like you know, in the theater. But mm -hmm. unless it's something like Joker, but like. Yeah. You know, when they come out on on demand or mm -hmm. in an airplane. I mean, I live in yes. an airplane. I you see watch, a lot of yeah. stuff on yep. an airplane. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I like movies, but mm -hmm. um, th yeah, I thought this would be more like Final Fantasy and not more, um, you know, about a, a ghost or something. That's right. that's how they die. You know, whatever. Mm -hmm. I thought it'd be like, oh, this is your death day. You've got two seconds. What's going to happen? You're going to slip in the bathroom and fall. Are uh, you going to cut your wrist by accident? Yeah, a movie no, like... No, it's some supernatural yeah. thing, which that's why... I, oh, okay. A movie like this is like a hard dartboard. You just throw, and it hits ghost, <laughs> or it hits app, and then it hits, uh, you know... Oh, it that, hits that that's nurse. how they make them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like they so. build the title, and then they throw shit at yeah. the dartboard. Yeah, and then they put it together. And they go, okay, well, that'll work. And they... <laughs> so they, just and they under... A dry erase board. <laughs> Countdown. Yeah. What's this about? What is yeah. this? Uh, ghost. App. All right. Go, yeah. Ghost app. Yeah. All right. You got it. Write it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Isn't that the ring? No. That no, was a TV. No, that was a videotape. <laughs> right. Right. You yes, got 19 so. days to turn this around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Write it. No. Yeah. Is I this mean, union? Get out of here. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> So, oh, well, um, that is our show, ladies and gentlemen. Um, let's, uh, John, why don't you tell us about where people can find you and what I you've got coming dates, up. Everything else. I'm on this very network with you guys. I have a podcast. It's called Fried at the mm -hmm. Moment, uh, but we're about to change the title to Local Boy Makes Good. Oh, mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. That was Al nice. Madrigal's idea. I go, okay, they're about to rebrand. They're doing a whole, you know, they, they, they signed with, uh, oh, God, Oh, God. The ATC partnered with some other thing, and now there's going to be a lot of cross-promotion. There's going to be a lot of sponsors, okay, blah, cool. blah, blah. So mm -hmm. so 
we took the moment to go, let's go ahead and Good change thing we're the title. Down. On. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs> so changing the title, Local Boy Makes Good. Uh, we have segments. Like I said, Mom does Betty Boo's movie reviews. Uh, you can find it on SoundCloud, iTunes. Mm-hmm. You can find it on uh, I'm, I'm on YouTube as well. I would prefer it if they went to my YouTube page for now, because mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot. You can of mention that. There's a lot I of prefer visual. you guys to go to your my YouTube page. Yes, <laughs> YouTube.com/slash John Reap, and then go ahead and subscribe. Perfect. Yeah. Um, now you have a where, where can people find your special? I have a special out right now called Ginger Beard Man. It's on mm-hmm. Amazon Prime. It's on uh, iTunes, mm-hmm. and it's uh, on demand on all your cable or satellite outlets, whatever oh, you have. Perfect. It's uh, you have to search for it. Ginger Beard Man. Awesome. That's great. Yes. yes. Well, speaking of Amazon Prime, the First Nations Comedy Experience, the 13-episode uh, Native American stand-up series that I directed is on also on Amazon Prime, uh, which has many of the comics who were on the show, Shoshone Livingston, Jim Rule, uh, Sheila Shalaki. Uh, many others who've been on the show um, were on uh, – that have been on this show or on that show, so it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, check What's that out. What's the title again? First Nations Comedy Experience. Okay. So it's 13 episodes. It's uh, like three or four comics per episode, each doing 15-minute sets. It's an hour each episode, and we do little um, behind-the-scenes interviews so you get kind of a sense of who the comic is. Mm-hmm. I directed it and produced it. Um, well, that, sounds, that sounds cool. It was awesome. It was such a cool thing to, to do this. I basically directed 13 one-hour comedy specials. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. And we had a shoestring budget, and we made it look really fancier than it yeah, than it is. Yeah. <laughs> good direct. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's, that's low budget filmmaking. Yep. That's how to take five nickels and fix yeah. it in post. Yeah, make it, make it look bigger well, than right, it is. Right, um, right. So that's it. Um, that's on Amazon Prime, and of course, uh, Ron Placona and I are doing progressive comedy tour. We're going to Australia in November, Four, November fourteenth. We're in Melbourne, fifteenth Adelaide, seventeenth Sydney, and the twenty second we are in Perth. I just talked to Will Anderson. Going to be, uh, he's probably going to come on a show, and I'm going to be on his uh, Willosophy or Rofop or whatever he keeps <laughs> renaming his shows, um, whatever that is. So, uh, and then we're doing uh, comedy film at 600th episode, December 12th, the Dynasty Typewriter. We're doing a progressive comedy tour at the Ventura Harbor Comedy Club, December 13th, and progressive comedy tour at Sycamore. In Hollywood, December 14th. All my tour dates are at GrahamElwood.com. Boom. So check those out. Um, I'm looking to launch this new Kickstarter for the new comic book uh, on November 1st. That is the target date. So I'm going to be able to squeeze this in right before we shut down the last uh, Kickstarter, uh, Rise of the Kung Fu Dragon Master. It's going to be a 160-page graphic novel. Same team as Long Ago and Far Away. Every All the... All the pieces are slowly getting into place. That's why it's taking so long. It's a lot of pieces. So mm-hmm. um, the video and the uh, campaign are almost done. So we should be able to launch November 1st and get it right under the wire before we shut down. So one last uh, thing you guys can uh, support um, before uh, we shut down. Also, thanks. And, and then we'll never bug you again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the trailer. Then we're done. Then we're done. Then it's mm-hmm. over. Right. Uh, well, thank you, John, thank for you. taking time out to, to come hang out with us when you're in L.A. My pleasure. Um, thank you, Aaron Brungard and everybody at the All Things Comedy World headquarters. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot, shot first. first.